Welcome to End of the Line. I'm Jim Anderson, Multimedia Content Director at Engineering.com. On today's episode, shovel-ready infrastructure, how long should it last? Today's episode is brought to you by Engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other exclusive videos for the engineering professional found only on engineering.com TV today. Post-COVID, governments around the world are looking at major infrastructure spending projects to kickstart flagging economies. Now, there's a long history of this, from road building the Roman Empire to Eisenhower's interstate highway system. But today, there's an increasing emphasis on value for money. Now, public works projects are notoriously inefficient, sometimes through graft and outright corruption, but more frequently through incompetence and high levels of time and money-wasting bureaucracy. Now, opponents of major public works projects, they can, in fact, use that bureaucracy to stop a project in its tracks. Want to halt a new off-ramp? Well, demand an environmental assessment to make sure the frogs are protected. Now, I'm bringing up road building for a reason. In most of the Western world and all over America, the universal metric for good infrastructure is the absence of the ubiquitous pothole. Now, there's a surprising amount of technology in rolling asphalt onto an engineered concrete or aggregate base, but at the level of understanding of the non-engineer, which is most of us, it's a simple equation. We want smooth, high-quality roads, and we want them without paying taxes. Now, we all want something for nothing, but in our society, maintenance of things like concrete and steel expressways and bridge structures have become so expensive that local politicians frequently defer them until the structures become a safety threat. Why? Now, the engineering answer has to do with materials, construction techniques, quality control, and research. But the real reason, of course, is money. There are places in Europe where roads built in Roman times are still in daily use. There are German autobahns that use bridges built in the 1930s. In America, I've seen steel-reinforced concrete columns supporting elevated expressways that are spalling so badly that I'm scared to drive under them 20 years after construction. So here's the conundrum. To deliver value for money, politicians frequently use open bidding processes and reward the projects to the lowest bidder. Now, the projected life of major infrastructure assets is on the order of decades, and politicians argue that ratepayers simply won't pay today for durability that will deliver a payoff long after they're dead. But is that true? Now, when you look at perpetual road maintenance on major American expressways year after year, are we certain that taxpayers, especially motorists, won't pay a little more for technologies that will last 50 or 60 years instead of 15 or 20? Now, we don't know, but we generally craft civil engineering standards and codes with safety as the logical priority and leave durability as something to be negotiated between buyer and seller. If we altered national standards to require that critical infrastructure like bridges and freeways last 50 or 60 years without major repair, would the public accept that cost? Now, we don't really know, but the more important question is, what would it cost? I'd like to see a mandatory public works bidding process that requires bidders to submit two or three separate bids for the same project, with a short, medium, and long-term life expectancy. Perhaps 20 years, 50 years, and 100 years. And a public process to really find out if motorists would pay an extra dime on a road toll, or a nickel on a gallon of gas, or 50 bucks on a property assessment for roads that don't need a Humvee to drive on, or that don't bottle up 50,000 commuters every morning due to construction. Now, what's your time worth? At 8.30 on a Tuesday morning, mine's worth an extra nickel. Well, that's it for this week's episode of End of the Line. To check out these podcasts as videos, visit engineering.com TV. If you like this show, consider joining engineering.com to get personalized story recommendations, follow topics you care about, and participate with the global engineering community. Thanks for tuning in.